Hello and welcome. I am really glad that we are back on this journey together and that you choose each week to tune in and listen. If you are new here, I'm Brittany F. Coburn, and I have a desire to ignite a passion within people to serve our Creator with everything they have. The purpose of this podcast is to challenge, encourage, and equip in short episodes that you can fit in as you wash the dishes, drive to the grocery store, or take a quick minute to reset in the middle of your work or school day. Thank you so much for being here. Now, let's dive in. If you have been with me for any amount of time, then you know that I love to read. We talk often here about books that I'm currently reading or books that I've just finished. I prefer to read fiction or Christian nonfiction. You know, escape from reality or grow closer to Christ. Either one works for me. I figured before we dive back into talking about the goodness of God, I would share my latest read with you. I just finished the book, The Giver of Stars by Jojo Moyes. If you're also a reader, you may recognize her name from Me Before You. I tend to devour books when I start them and then get really sad as soon as they're over. This book was perfect and that I was able to pick it up and put it down daily and just take my time enjoying it. The story was different from anything I have read recently and it did not end as heartbreaking as Me Before You. One of my closest friends recommended it to me. Typically, we love the same things, so I didn't hesitate reading it. I sent her a text when I had three chapters left, and I was hanging on the precipice of happiness and sadness. My text said, I have three chapters left of The Giver of Stars, and I am scared to finish because of how sadly me before you ended. She simply replied, finish it, in all caps. And man, I am so glad I did. I could probably go on a few different long rants about that time period, specifically on how abuse was justified by using the Bible during that time and how they needed to finish reading the scriptures completely to get the true context. Um, But you didn't come here for that. So I will simply say, if you are a reader, I highly recommend this book. I also recommend Me Before You if you haven't read it or seen the movie yet. Just have a box of tissues handy while you're reading. Talking about the goodness of God, and we're going to do that the next couple of episodes. The last episode, we looked at Psalm 25, 8, and we talked about how because God is good, he instructs us gently, even though we are sinners. Today, I want to go back to the Psalms and look at Psalm 145, specifically verses 3 and 5, 7 through 9, and 18 and 19. Though, As I always do, I ask that you please read the entire chapter or verse on your own. It says, Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works I will meditate. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all that he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him and to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. I think it's safe to say 
that many humans picture God as this giant old dude sitting on a big, huge throne, and he turns bright red when angry, and he shoots fire from his eyes. In fact, I'm pretty sure that was a cartoon character in some movie or TV show. You get bonus points if you can find what I am vaguely remembering and send it to me. When you read the Old Testament, you do see the God of wrath. In fact, Genesis 19 talks about the end of Sodom and Gomorrah. We find their ending in Genesis 19:24 through 25. Then the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah sulfur and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the valley and all the inhabitants of the city and what grew on the ground. If you looked at these two verses, you would think that God was indeed that big, angry, red guy who not only shot fire from his eyes, but sulfur as well. However, if you read the previous chapters of Genesis, you find that God gave many, many, many chances for Sodom and Gomorrah to change their ways. He sent messengers and gave warnings. He loved them, but their wickedness was beyond anything that God wanted to keep going on this earth. God at his core is good and gracious and merciful. He wanted them to repent and to change their ways. He tried so hard to get their attention. However, they love sin way more than they love the Lord. And their sin was horrible. Go read all about them and see what I'm talking about. Just don't take my word for it. Thankfully for us, God sent Jesus and he covered all of our sins. As long as we have the covering of Christ, then we have that covering which he took the punishment we deserve. And therefore, we cannot be punished by a wrathful God because Jesus took that. All of God's wrath was poured out on Jesus for us. Like we said in the last episode, he will gently and lovingly discipline us and do everything he can to bring us back to himself. For me, the discipline has looked like him calling out my sin or placing people in my life to call me out or to point out a situation that I am ignoring. It has never been cruel or unloving, but he's brought attention to what was going on and what was wrong and continued to poke and speak into that area so that I would eventually get what he was doing and change. On the flip side of this, any consequence we receive for our actions are simply because we are human and we and those around us make super dumb decisions on a daily basis and that affects us. We drink too much and we get a hangover. We gossip and it will separate us from friends and family and those we care about. And it causes a lot of drama because you can't keep things hidden like we actually think we can. God does not do these things to us. We make these choices and therefore we reap the consequences. God allows consequences for our actions, but he does not cause them, nor does he set out to make us suffer. Psalm 145 in its entirety speaks of how loving and good our God is. He is slow to anger and good to all. He holds us up when we are falling. He provides for our needs. He gives us the desires of our hearts. He is near to all who call on him. He is so 
very, very kind. But he does not force himself upon us. When we take time to spend with him, he draws us near and he pours into us. He showers us with his love and his goodness. And he cannot be denied. The closer we draw to him, the more he speaks and prepares us for the things in this life. Because he's the God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow, he knows what we will walk through and he tends to prep us and give us the resources we need. He walks us through each and every situation and he will never leave us, nor will he forsake us, no matter how many times we fail him. There have been multiple situations that I found myself walking through and all I could say was, man, God was so very kind and prepared my heart for this. For instance, many years ago, I walked through a hard situation with a friend. The friendship ended up falling apart, and I spent a long time wondering what had happened. Thankfully, I finally opened up to a mutual friend, and she explained that it wasn't my fault, but that this is just how this person was. It was him, her M.O. So, fast forward six months, and I walked through a very similar situation with someone I was mentoring. The similarities were uncanny. I realized that if I had not walked through the situation with my old friend, I would not have been prepared to walk through the situation with the one I was mentoring. The friendship ending, it hurt. It really did. But I was able to reflect and to heal and to move on. The mentor situation, that one would have shattered me if I had not been prepared. To be honest, I still had my moments where I told my wonderful Christopher that I did not think I could walk forward in ministry of any kind. If, if this was how it was going to be, if people that I drew close to and mentored were going to treat me in this fashion, I, I didn't want to do it. Thankfully, he reminded me of the past. He encouraged me and he helped me to remember that Satan absolutely does not want me to continue on. There were so many moments where he would speak the truth and then he would wrap me in prayer. Oh, to think what would have happened if God had not been kind by walking me through the situation that was so similar. And I knew what to do because of that. And I knew how to react. I did not realize I was being prepared for that similar situation, but on a harder, much harder level. But God knew. He knew what he was doing. He knew that if I had not been prepared and had not learned to lean on him through the first one, the second situation would have been such a disaster. I'm not saying he caused one for the other. I think that we get so caught up in the situation itself, we forget that God lives in the yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He knew what was going to happen in the future, so he allowed the other situation I was in to teach me a lesson so that I was prepared for what would happen in the future. It's sometimes hard for us linear-thinking humans to wrap our brains around. He sees, he uses, he prepares. To end, I I want to, to ask two questions. How has your life been changed because of the goodness of God? I know that I'm not the only one that can look back and see him preparing me, keeping me safe, gifting me with good gifts and more. So what has he done for you? 
I want you to take time to remember and reflect because that helps us to remember why we serve him in the first place. It helps him to remember that it's worth it, that the pain is worth it, that living this life and going through difficult moments and being an outsider because we bear the name of Christ is worth it. And then my second question, have you fallen out of step or out of a daily relationship with him? And if so, why? Sometimes the things of this world take over and discourage us. We tend to make these things bigger than they should be and allow them to draw us away from the Lord. We may even blame him because he's an easy target. If you're not drawing close to him during this season, maybe you should sit down and spend time thinking through or journaling why. What caused you to step out of daily relationship? Once you've discovered the why, Figure out how you can draw close to him once again. Make a plan to read a scripture a day or to spend three minutes timed in prayer every morning. Set a timer. There's nothing wrong with that. Log in to She Reads Truth or He Reads Truth and start doing their latest scripture study. God doesn't care if you've fallen out of step. He just wants you back. Take time today to journal or to simply reflect on the way that God has blessed you. Then start with giving him five minutes a day of reading a scripture and spending a little bit of time in prayer. It will never be a waste of time, I promise. And when you start small, you realize how amazing it is. And the small slowly starts to grow to where you're spending more and more time with him. And then you really see every single moment spent with him is never wasted but it is worth it because he is so very good can you do me a favor please i would love for more people to join in the podcast fun this won't happen without your help please take a quick moment to like and rate this podcast wherever you choose to listen and then go follow me on social media. You can find me at Brittany F. Coburn on Instagram and Good and Glory Podcast on Facebook. And let's meet again here really soon. Thanks for listening to Good and Glory Podcast. You made a very wise decision with your time. Bye. Bye!